Welcome to Kitchen Table Conversations, a series of short and shareable conversation starters for those of us who have or love and support people with a complicated and beautiful brain. Here's your host, Angela Geddes. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Kitchen Table Conversations. Today, I thought that I would spend a little bit of time, as uh, I guess this is sort of topical for me, because we've been working with some individuals who have lived experience, either themselves, who have been diagnosed, uh, some recently and some quite some time ago, with fetal alcohol spectrum disorder, which results from prenatal alcohol exposure. And then we're also hearing from a couple of caregivers who have been living with uh, the impacts less directly, but very profoundly within their day to day. Uh, So yeah, I've been working with um, these individuals over the last uh, couple of days talking about what kinds of things we're going to be sharing at an upcoming conference. So I thought today I would talk a little bit more about some of the opportunities that there are out there to receive more information about this very hidden and very complicated disorder. And so one of the frustrations that I guess I'm, I'm experiencing too is that you know, in our efforts to be more, uh, to seek for inclusion and to be more included in uh, existing service delivery systems, I think that in our efforts, sometimes we um, we are actually excluding a lot of people who need the support because sometimes we don't always get the answers around prenatal alcohol exposures and Sometimes prenatal alcohol exposure is not the only um, factor that's contributing to some, and actually it never really is the only factor that contributes to what we see as some of the symptoms. So I thought maybe I would start by talking about an upcoming conference that we're doing where we're going to have a panel of people with lived experience who are going to focus on um, breaking the stigma. I'm so excited to be a part of this as the moderator, and I'm going to be able to spend some time asking these experts some really important questions that are going to help community members and families, individuals, and certainly service providers to know how, you know, what they, so that they can understand some of the implications of FASD on individuals and families on their day-to-day lives and activities. And we will have some really meaningful, heartfelt discussions um, that will help the audience understand how subtle and sometimes not so subtle approaches in our efforts to be helpful. Um, And some misunderstandings and misdiagnoses can be very stigmatizing and do present real barriers to services. So again, as I was saying, you know, we're not always going to understand why people are experiencing the difficulties that they are. But I think the important thing is, is that we all get better at recognizing when what we're seeing in front of us is um, a neurodivergent condition and a brain-based condition and not not just, um, and I hate saying just because mental health conditions are are very, very serious, but when your brain is wired in a slightly different way that makes settling the nervous system down near impossible, or if it makes, you know, explosions and high reactive and really intense feelings and expressions really, really difficult, if it makes it so that there is an inability to have personal insight and to be able to learn from 
our past mistakes in the same way, then that's different than helping somebody through a depressive episode or a very anxious episode. So I think these things really, really need to be uh, discussed. And we will focus on hopeful messaging um, and indicating what kinds of inclusive supports can be offered. We'll be talking about um, our school system too and other aspects of the um, of the day. We'll be talking about how the school experience can be so fundamental in, in develop, helping individuals develop their worldview and their view of themselves and that we all can do, I think, a better job of making sure that people feel like they belong and that they're important and that they're not just shoved off to the side or worse yet, asked to stay at home because their symptoms manifest in behaviors that are really difficult for one classroom teacher to handle on his or her own. So these kinds of things are, are going to be discussed at, during this panel in particular, uh, but the overall conference. Um, so I encourage you to check that out. I'm really excited once again to be a part of it and to be a part of the, the learning experience and, uh, and to be able to share what I've learned as well. Um, so I will be taking some time at this conference as well to discuss other opportunities for training, specifically for social workers and for frontline practitioners that already um, do some sort of assessment services. Because as I've been saying for many, many years, the multidisciplinary team assessment for fetal alcohol spectrum disorder and autism spectrum disorder and ADHD, all of those things are very, very important to have a multidisciplinary team. But but sometimes we as social workers and frontline um, practitioners can do a better job of screening and assessing within our scope of practice so that we can put people on a path of uh, more helpful and relevant supports right from the beginning, even before a diagnosis is possible. So again, I encourage you guys all to check out. I will have a link directly from my website or some more information on my website uh, for the London and Region FASD Conference 2023, which is uh, it's the fourth annual and it happens to be um, taking place on October 25th and 20. Oh, sorry, October 24th and 25th. It will be um, an online version, so um, access will be quite easy from across. Um, well, across the globe, essentially. And there will be uh, plenary addresses from field leaders. There will be a lot of information around current FASD research findings and implications. There's going to be some specific strategies for evidence-based treatment, interactive knowledge exchange during the choice of breakout educational workshops. There's going to be regional resources and supports and services for families and individuals uh, with FASD. So people who participate in this conference are going to be made more aware of some of their um, accessible supports. Um, and there's going to be a lot of representation from people who live this every single day and who, in my view, are the experts. So another really uh, hopeful and positive um, part of this conference has been for the last couple of years, we've had an art ex exhibition for neurodivergent artists. So this is not FASD specific. And I'm so happy about that. Because again, we need to broaden our audience. Um, people who know about FASD know about FASD. But we need to talk to people who are experiencing complicated mental health conditions with maybe some difficulties with some other developmental uh, pieces like maybe a speech um, impediment, or maybe there's a little bit of a delay in terms of toilet training, or maybe there's some social skill difficulties or individual 
individuals who have a hard time concentrating or experience those really big feels and maybe some temper tantrums. And, and when they're little, they're manageable. But when they get a little bit bigger, they become more of a problem. But again, many people are misdiagnosed with autism or ADHD or other learning disabilities, not relating their condition to the impact of prenatal alcohol exposure. And I'm all about awareness. I'm all about helping people to make informed decisions. So I'm going to continue to talk about the risks associated with even small amounts of alcohol during pregnancy. I'm not sure that people understand that more than or seven drinks in a week um, is enough to qualify for prenatal alcohol exposure, as is two binge drinks, which is just three to four drinks in one um, in one sitting. Um, so I think that's really, really important because there's a lot of, uh, of people, including myself, that appreciate a glass of wine. And if you pour a 5-ounce glass of wine or a 10-ounce glass of wine, that's a significant difference. And that 10-ounce glass of wine is like two drinks. So if you have two of those in a Friday evening or in, you know, within a two- to three-hour window, if you do that twice... Um, that constitutes prenatal alcohol exposure and it demonstrates that there can be significant damage to the developing baby even before the pregnancy has been confirmed. So again, that's my little PSA, but I also want to swing back now to this call for um, artists because this is this is an exhibition that's open in a competition, essentially, that's open to anybody who identifies themselves as having a neurodivergent condition. So there are some prizes and you can submit by completing a drawing or a painting or a collage or some music or a poem or a piece of art, whatever is your medium, um, and capture that image. There's more, more specific details available on my website, but you can submit those and we're going to be taking a look at them and um, sharing the beautiful art with all of the participants and then certainly giving some small um, prizes, a gift card up to $150 for the, um, for the winner. So again, check out my website for more information about this London and area conference that's coming up in the fall and tune in next week where we'll talk a little bit more about what the Canada's uh, FASD Research Network is planning for Saskatoon in November of this year as well, which I'm quite honoured to be a part of as well. So thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you have a lovely week and you've uh, appreciated some of the rain that we've been getting here across Ontario to make our gardens and and our greens uh, a little bit more lush with, and, and certainly to hope with, to help, pardon me, with so many of these raging wildfires. So keep well. With many thanks, Angela.